I, I think I saw another mouse. Oh, no. No. I'm just kidding. I think what? It, I think everything's a mouse now out of the corner of my eye. Oh, yeah. It's probably just a floater in my eye, and I think it's a mouse. But I've killed two mice. I saw another one. It ran away. You did? I put out a trap to try to catch that little bastard. Yeah. And it never killed itself. So I assume that it went back into the walls. And then I ripped out the stove and went uh-huh. under the sink and plugged up all the holes. So I hope they I hope they get caught in the walls and they starve. I hope their little nest shrivels. Yeah, but they have a way to get out. We'll see. I don't want it to die. If they didn't poop and pee everywhere. I know. <clears throat> I know. I always say like I think rats are really cute. But if I was if I if like there was a rat in my home peeing and like pooping places and nibbling through things, then I would hate that rat. Also a rat, like a sewer rat, a street rat. You think those are cute? The the hooded I mean, domestic kind of. rats people like. I mean, what's the, well, I, uh, when you say that, I immediately think of like the secret of Nim. And I'm thinking of like the nice rats versus the ones that are evil. Here, I'll show you a picture. Okay. Hooded rat. Dead. They should change the name. It makes it sound like it's a member of the KKK. <laughs> Look, times change. They name it this because its head's a different color. Cute. Yeah, that's that's it's cute enough. It's so cute. It's a curious being. Yeah, I like squirrels and chipmunks and moles. Rodents. You like rodents. Rodents. Yeah. I, I think varmints. That, I think that rats aren't so cute because they don't have necks. A mouse doesn't really have a neck, but it's small. And a hamster doesn't have a neck, but it's. I mean, I know they have necks, but it's not defined. But they're nice and compact, like cute little round floof balls type. So squirrels. Yeah, it's all right for them to not have a neck. Squirrels have visible necks. Aww. But there's something about a rat scurrying around in that streamline shape I don't know it doesn't it doesn't come off as cuddly to me I don't know I just I I feel like I would want one to take a liking to me and crawl up on me and then like nuzzle into the crook of my arm or something and sleep there and be my friend I'll tell you what nuzzled up to me last night I fell asleep on the couch and a roach nuzzled up to my arm oh no I don't know what's going on with this apartment. The big ones? Yeah. Oh, this God. This place is usually very clean when it comes to that. but Yeah, what's going on? Well, it rained yesterday, so maybe the roach was forced inside mm-hmm. in some way. But I, I, with the mice, I have no clue. There was a period where there were a couple, and then there was no sign of any, and then they came back. We just found a bunch of... Little itty bitty tiny teeny little bugs, all like so. Pete was looking at one, and we were looking at it really close. It's like super teeny, and it's like gray and black wiggly stripes, and he looks almost like a tiny itsy bitsy beetle. And we were looking at it, and then I was looking down like the row of windows, and I thought there was just like dirt, but it was all like a bunch of these little tiny itsy bitsy bugs. 
Are they knits? Oh, I don't a knit. I think a knit is like a lice. Yeah, that's what these things look up a knit. Uh oh. Oh god. There's a little dark knit. knit. Look at that thing crawling on it's someone's. It's also men's basketball knit bug. Look at that one crawling on. Ew! Some... No, it's not that. No, no. There's one crawling on someone's hair. That one's got lines in it. No, it's death. I can't look at this. It's disgusting. I cannot look at that. All right, it's not knits. No, it's not a knit. Small, beetle. An aphid. Bug. Ray. Stripes. <gasps> this is them. Larder beetles. Larder beetles. Yeah. What do, what do they do? How All to right. get rid of them. Infestation in the bedroom. Infest really? Water beetles oh, wait. can thrive anywhere. Right. Anywhere they Hold find on. This food. isn't right. This uh, isn't this, right. This, this isn't them. Carpet beetles. That's even worse. <laughs> carpet beetle. A beetle living in the carpet sounds. Yeah, this is them. Ew. Ew, there's like a larva. Ew, and it grows up to be the bigger. Oh, okay. So it's a furniture carpet beetle. Okay, there's three different kinds. All right, mine's the furniture carpet beetle. It's kind of cute. But now it's gross. What do I do about it? It's embedded somewhere in your furniture or your carpets. What is oh. this? They eat fabrics? Oh, no. It's a common pest of upholstered furniture. Don't li lift up the cushions to your couch. God knows what you'll find. Oh, but that happens all the time because the kids are always like making forts out of the couch. Ah, oh, then the beetles are getting on their skin and then they're getting to their bed. Oh. And then they go flop in your bed. Oh, no. I should vacuum more. Furniture carpet beetles, dangerous. Carpet beetles can be an annoyance in your home. They may eat through your clothes, rugs, and furniture. Hmm. Okay. They can also sometimes cause an allergic reaction. However, they don't bite and they don't otherwise pose any danger to humans. Yeah, they're pretty cute. All right. So, dust boric acid on areas that are harder to reach. Okay. Yeah, just go to the store, go to the giant, and buy some boric acid. Not mm -hmm. a, not just, a big where's deal. your boric acid aisle? Aisle three. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. Did you forget how to do the show? <laughs> no, I just didn't like how I said it. I didn't like my intonation. So I was questioning of whether I should start over, but I'm, uh, no. This is, Hello. this is episode, I don't know, close to 120 mm -hmm. at this point, And it's all falling apart. You're forgetting how to do it. No, it's not that I forgot. I just didn't like how I said it. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to One Topic. Well, you do, you do forget even topics that we've previously discussed. We'll get to that in a second. My name is Greg Russ, and let's just set it up. Tonight's topic, today's topic, whatever. I shouldn't put a time stamp on it because people listen mm -hmm. to this whenever we're recording this at night. Uh, the topic is faking it. No, not faking orgasms. So if that's what yeah. you're expecting to hear, just leave now. There'll be no talk about faking orgasms. If you want to know, I faked one once. <laughs> That went in a direction people did not expect. No, they didn't want to hear it. Not about my life, but a faked one once. Explain. I, I told you we weren't going to talk about it. 
We well, can, you brought it up. We can leave it. People at need the, to know. We can leave it at that. Uh, All right. Why don't you, at the end, you'll give a quick explanation of how that went down. Okay, possibly. So people have to listen through. A five-second explanation at the end. Don't scrub forward. Don't cheat. No, by faking it, I mean faking your feelings and your mood. And it, the reason it comes up is because we were trying to come up with a topic for today's show. Autumn's throwing topics out there. Drinking. And I said, remember we did a show about booze. And then she said, middle school. And I said, we've already done that. <laughs> and then you said, dinner. And I guess we haven't done dinner. I know we've done food meal related episodes before. Well, yeah, we've done lots of food ones. And I always want to do food ones. Food ones quite often top the list. I think they're relatable. Yeah. People have opinions about food. Strong opinions about food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine doing shows about food. We just have to space them out. Yeah. <clears throat> but as you're throwing these topics out, a lot of them seem relatively trivial to me. And we're still at the point over the past few weeks where it's like, I don't, I can't just jump in to one of these episodes and talk about an, an inane, that's why it's hard to say, an inane <laughs> topic. Yeah, it's like sea anemone. <laughs> I can't speak about an inane topic with the the carefree nature that that would require. I'm not at that place, and I can't fake that. I've never been able to fake things. Even that faked orgasm probably wasn't convincing. Yeah, and even then you were faking your interest? It was just, I just wanted to be, oh, we'll wait till the end. Okay, who knows how, maybe that was the best acting job I've ever done in my life. Yeah, who knows? Faking. I guess she would. <laughs> Faking uh, you know, the show. Yeah, this is, this is wonderful. We're talking about dinner. How about that time that your parents used to make you eat broccoli? And you said, I hate broccoli, but they still made you make, eat broccoli. And you put the broccoli in a paper towel and you, you snuck it to the bathroom and flushed it down the toilet. And you thought your parents didn't know. <laughs> it's like I'd, one day, one day. Okay. I can I can speak to such a thing. I'm sorry that I'm so serious that I'm I'm not. All right, if that's just where you are. I have an inability. Although I think, as far as today's show goes, you need to fake it because you're very tired. Oof, so tired. Doing this kind of thing, like if if we were doing a show every single day, I guess it's a skill that's worthwhile. Being able to fake your, but I, I wouldn't be able to do it. I would just present what was actually going on, how I was feeling. If it was a radio show, for example, a daily radio show, I, just whatever mood I was in would be the mood that people would get. Uh, I think that people would probably connect more with that because if you think about some of the radio programming that we think is the most lame, those are the people who are faking it the most, you know, who are always like, Ah, we're having fun in the morning. Like they're not like that. And sometimes like the most miserable people are those like peppy morning show people. When we're, when you say we're having fun in the morning, I think I was listening to some music radio the other day. And uh, I guess there's a story about Madonna photoshopping her face on a young body. Oh, I think it was supposed to be a joke. I don't know what it was. I don't think she was trying to pass it off as her herself. 
but she took someone's body and then people found out whose body it was. And that person wrote her and said, why are you using my body? But the person on the air, the radio DJ was presenting this as if it was the most interesting thing he had ever heard and then summed it up because it's a music break, meaning a break between songs. So it can only be a minute at most, probably 30 seconds. I don't know what kind of limit they're putting on it. And presented the story and said, come on, Madonna, you're better than that. Like, what, is she better than that? That's an empty throwaway statement. Yeah. And, and the way you are presenting this. It's embarrassing. One, I feel embarrassed for the person. I think about what they're actually thinking about what they're doing. I wonder. The person, the radio person. Yeah, the saying? radio DJ. Yeah. yeah. It's like, are they, are they really into such a thing? Are they faking that? Because that's not a thing. When I was on the air presenting music, again, this inability to pretend I was interested in the music came about. I couldn't, I can't, yeah, Panic got the disco. What a bopping tune. <laughs> I don't care. I don't, yeah. as far as I was concerned, this, the songs, the music was getting in my way. And sometimes there'd be music I was interested in and then that would come through. But for the most part, I had a relationship with the songs that was tumultuous. Is that there? Oh. Tumultuous. <laughs> tumultuous. It's another word that I don't know how to do, but I was, I was starting to say it. And then I was like, I, yeah. I better. <laughs> Keep going. Tumultuous. Well, so that's another thing. Uh, tumultuous. So just like how you, tumultuous. <laughs> so just like how you press the gas with that word, you're just like, just, just say it. It's coming out. I feel like that that's what a lot of people do. Uh, I feel like that's what maybe that DJ was doing. You know, he's like, they have probably a list of things either that they've procreated to talk about or they're just on like Yahoo News, entertainment, whatever, like wanting, just uh, having topics. And they got to talk about it. You know, there's not enough time for them to really get into what they really think. They probably don't care. So they're just faking it. You know, it's like, yeah, well, Madonna, yeah, look at this, this is a crazy story. Like, oh, Madonna, you're better than that, you know. Does this not take a toll? Does this not take a toll on their existence and their being? Does someone really want to be on the airwaves so badly that they're willing to just fake? I, yeah. What are you getting I, out depends. of it? What are you getting out of it other than your voices there saying nothing? You're, you may as well just be making yeah. breathing noises because I know what you mean. There's more substance to that. So as it comes to we're very focused here on faking it on like a radio career, any career, I guess. But I, I, I don't know how anyone drifts through life. You know, the fake it till you make it. What the fuck is that? Oh, I believe in fake it till you make it. I don't. Sometimes you've just got it. Sometimes you got to, you just got to move forward. It's so fake obvious. It. It's completely obvious. Whenever I'm faking something because I have zero ability to fake things, it has to be so obvious to other people. Hmm. Well, you know, I was going to say, I think that people in, I mean, I think that we come from a different point of view than I think other people who are on the radio, um, either because of like when we grew up or sort of... Um, I don't know, maybe just our personalities or something, because I think what people on the radio that are not showing their true selves in any kind of way are probably the people that, like you said, just want to be on the air. 
And so they do an impression of a radio host, you know, an impression of a DJ. And that's where all of the worth lies for them, where I think for you or me, uh, it uh, the worth in what we're doing might lie more in expressing our true selves, having people um, get to know us and have a, more, a deeper connection, not just because I introduced their favorite song. I would feel so bad about myself. And, and that's I, you, you know, I, that's I, you. You you couldn't live in a in, in any capacity where you're at all inauthentic. <laughs> thinking about doing a podcast with you when we're talking about dinner, for example. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to be shitting on that topic. It's just what you threw out I know, out it's not a bad topic. No, it's a, it's a topic that we could explore deeply and tell funny anecdotes, humorous tales of the past about dinner situations that are out of the ordinary. What? That's not what I'm trying to do. You roll your eyes. I, I know that I'm, it sounds like I'm mocking it. You are mocking it. No, just for, the, for this instance. We, all right. The, okay, go ahead. Come up with a different topic then. Leaves. Let's just talk about the leaves on the trees. Oh, and they're pretty. When the leaves fall to the ground, and why are there still leaves on the sidewalk, even though they should have come off those trees in September and October, and it's now March, and they're still there? I couldn't move forward doing a show like that, and then when we were done with it, feel good. It's like, yeah, that was right. that was wonderful. Again, I think it would be obvious to anyone listening that I was not engaged with that show. And then we're just spewing talk for the sake of talk. But our show is a different thing. If 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 our show were uh, started in a way where we 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 don't talk about anything serious or we don't really reveal who we are then that kind of show would just be run of the mill and you'd say like yep that was this kind of show we do but because we do things differently uh you i think i'd feel the same way and i have i don't have as much of a problem as like of of sort of faking it if i need to but no, for that kind of show it. with if that kind that kind of show for us, I'll get back there. Hold on, that kind of show for us would be uh, in the middle of it. I would feel like, what are we doing? I feel as though the whole time that we were dating and didn't talk about it, even though we were talking about topics outside of that, and I could still be immersed in them a bit. I think it took uh, it had an effect on the quality of the show because we always present ourselves as, hey, this is really what's going on and it's like, eh, I don't know it was subconscious yeah. I wasn't thinking about the time but I do think about the quality of some of those and maybe it didn't read at all in my mind I am obvious yeah anyone can read it they can sense it like when it's going something's off something's not right here so we'll get back that's fine I don't mind doing a serious topic I'm a serious person yes I know People, oh, what does that mean? Well, yes, I know. <laughs> I think that, I know this. I think there's, there's a lot of seriousness, <laughs> and I'm uh-huh. very happy to joke about things. But I think when jokes are stand-ins for things that are relatively serious, then that's shit. 
Hmm. I mean, for someone who, if if there's someone who cannot have a serious conversation and must always make a joke or uh, to avoid it somehow, that's I know what you're saying, but I don't know. I'll joke with the best of them. I don't know. Like talking about something serious and then coming to some sort of resolution and then making a little joke about it is a nice little like way to end something that has been serious. Want a little stamp of approval at the end? For me. Yeah, for me. That's how I feel. A little star. I am someone that needs to know. About up, that, up. Like, yeah, <laughs> I need I need someone to know. I need I need to know that someone is still like. That's how you know that somebody, it's things are okay. Yeah. You don't like serious things. So you want the little reading rainbow, but up up at the end. <laughs> so, you, so you that know, one? yes. Yeah. So you know, oh, thank God. I don't have to sit here and worry about this too much. No, it, that's true. That Listen, that's fine. That's a need I have. You are good. I need reassurance. You are much better. And when I talk about faking it, it is outside of doing this podcast. Just across the board in life, I've never felt as though I can give a false answer. A feeling that an answer that goes against what I'm actually feeling. And maybe I'm in a position where I don't need to hone those skills, if you'd like to call them skills. Mm-hmm. I guess there are situations. When I say that you're good at it, uh, some of that does tie to the fact that you have kids. Oof, yeah. And so you have to put on a face. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, we've been talking about faking it as a very negative thing. And I think with your kids, you know, I've gotten better at having... Um, more of a range of emotions with them and feeling sort of safe within that space for them to see that or for me to even feel that for myself and then for them to see that. But there have been times where I am like feeling devastated, low, as low, like I, you know, I, Like, I just want to, you know, crack open my head and take my brain out and not deal with anything. And I got to go. I'm sorry I'm laughing at that. I'm just thinking literally of someone being able to hang up their brain like a hat. They get in from outside and I'm like, all right, I'm done with this. Well, that's my suicide thing. So, like, there was a time when I was also extremely depressed and I wanted to die like I I didn't really want to kill myself and I didn't really want to be dead but being dead sounded great like not being alive anymore so that I wouldn't have to feel or deal or do anything and that was a very low point but it's times like that you know it's it's like I just can't I'm overwhelmed you know with a feeling or emotion or thoughts or something and but like I said, I got to go like, all right, kids, <laughs> you know, like I got to answer their questions. I, I, I would be emotionally empty. Like I can't I, for myself, but then I have to give, I got to find gas in the tank, my emotional tank to give to the kids because not to say that you can't 
be who you are or have a, an emotion in front of your kids that isn't within the range of like happy uh, or excited or all the good emotions. But the you you have you can't scare them, you know, and be like mommy's unstable or like put them into a position where they feel like they have to help you or they can help you. I think you could present feelings. Obviously, it can't be all the time, but negative feelings do seem scary to children. And then when they see the adults in their life, specifically their parents, because they're strong feelings and they're overwhelming. And if they see their parents with these feelings being overwhelmed by it, I understand why that's scary. It's like, man, they don't, even they don't know what to do with these yeah. feelings. But I do think that there's a way like, hey, yeah, this is overwhelming. If they see you handle it in a way that is straightforward, maybe it's not completely controlled because sometimes you can't control the reaction fully, but they see you come out the other side and everything's okay. There's definitely some value there. Yeah, uh, th- I think if- in a small scale that's easy to do, but when you're feeling, like when I have felt like I can't handle this for myself. I wasn't ready to present that in front of the kids. If I have kids, I wonder what I'll do. Well, no. That's one of the you things. You got to fake it. You got to fake it with them. I don't I don't necessarily want to. I know to an extent that you need to. Look, yeah. it's it's similar to work. When you go to work, you can't just be unglued. Right. And whatever's going on that day, if there's something that's consuming you, you can't let it affect your work because you're supposed to be a professional. I control it in a situation like that to the extent it's like, okay, I'm going to do my job and I'm not going to bother people with this. And no, this doesn't need to be anyone else's problem. But I'm not going to be overly friendly or pretend everything is something that it's not. Mm-hmm. So I, I assume that there's a thing similar to that that could be Well, I done. mean, when you're like that with the kids, it's not like I go out there and put like on a clown nose and start juggling for <laughs> well, them. Like maybe maybe that is a good way to I've never tried this. If I need like really snap out of it. <laughs> if I need to fake something, if I need to be something that I am not capable of being, maybe if I just became completely something else, like a yeah. clown. <laughs> then <laughs> then because I'm embodying a different being, I would be able to do it. So I should carry around a spare clown suit. Yeah. Or that Michael Tears Jackson that Michael Jackson vest. I'll just put that on. That was <laughs> that was once the news vest. I was going to bring that up, and some people may not know. Eric von Hessler used to wear the Michael Jackson vest as the news vest for the news jog. It's a very famous vest. It's the same vest Very that Michael Jackson infamous. wore in the in the Beat It video. Except this one's black and not red, but it's got all those fake zippers. I mean, they're real zippers, but they don't have pockets. They're just there. So <laughs> They don't go anywhere. Do they move? They, they unzip, but there's nothing there. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, that's a lot of work to like sew in all those zippers. There's no pouch. There's a little right. space that a toothpick could fit in. Right. So I carried toothpicks around in that thing. All right, so I could become something else. Uh, well, I was going to say that... You said with kids, though, you know, you can't present things fully in a manner 
that they then have to fix it or solve it for you. And I, I agree with that totally. And that's a thing that people, you know, at, at work or in just daily routines, people that you would come across, some people just threw, do throw all that at you. Like they're not trying to fake anything, but they're also not owning that shit. And yeah. Like, yeah, here it is. And it's like, okay, I didn't ask for any and of then, this. And then you're faking it because you don't want to get into a conversation with them where you start like telling them well, like, well, I mean, maybe you have a part in the, you're like, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I know at, what you mean. At that point I can't fake that either. I'm sorry that you want something from me, but one, I don't know you well enough too. If I did, you should have approached it a different way. And then I would be there. Is for that what you would support. say to someone though in an office environment? I maybe you probably we'd have to fake it. You're in the moment. You're like, mm-hmm, yeah, I can't. I cannot. No, it's hard. One of the things I hate is going to like the deli, for example, at the Publix. This happens more in the South. Everyone's like, hi, how are you doing? Today? It's like, okay, we can say hello. The conversation doesn't need to be had because do you really care? I know you don't really care. Do I really care? No, I don't really care. Let's just this is a transaction. We can be friendly. Yeah. I am polite and friendly. I just don't need to tell you what's going on, how, how the day leading up to that point the, entailed me going to the library and paying some fines. And, and I don't. Well, that's the thing. So I, I think growing up in the South, there is a, a, a feeling of obligation to make small talk with people like, you know, people who are checking you out at the grocery store or at a wherever or like the Publix deli person. And I think what I've learned recently is that it's okay for me to sometimes be very interested in those conversations and joking around and like making little things with them and having a nice little chat. Um, and then other times where I don't feel like that and I can make sure that they know that. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to always be friendly. How do you make sure to people they know I that? don't know? How do you make sure? <laughs> What do you mean? You said you can make sure that they know that you're not into it. How can you make oh, sure? They're like, hey, how are you doing? Fine. <laughs> Does that stop? They're like, hi, you know, thanks. Fine, thanks. How are you? And they're like, I'm good. Bye. Blah, 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 blah. Like, no, you just say, fine. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving you a follow up to then have a back and forth. There are rare instances that I am interested in a person, like the man who yeah. worked at Melody Lanes, who wears a tuxedo working at the bar at a bowling alley in Brooklyn. And it's not this. Uh, it's not a hipster bar. I know that sounds like a thing. No, this is an old man who's missing teeth, who's been a bartender for decades at a shithole bowling alley. It's it's yeah. as you would imagine a bowling alley that hasn't been updated in thirty years. Okay. It's like, who are you? Why are you here? I'll have a conversation with him because there's a level of interest. Maybe it's it's not that I don't care about a person at the deli. Maybe if it was a person at the deli who was missing teeth and wearing a tuxedo, I would be, why are you doing this? What, what is going well, on here? And but, there, there, are times, there are times when you're just like running an errand, you're living your life, you go to this, like, especially like a deli, like, um, like your, your deli, not like, a, not like a grocery store deli, but the people that you see all the time, I feel like that's, that's really cool. And you have, like you said, like you've said before about having like a small town vibe in, you know, like, New York City but I feel like there'd be times where it's like I don't want to talk I don't want to see someone that knows me there are times I do that and I'll go to a different deli if I need to yeah 
I will not go in and talk to the people at the bodega that I usually go to. They're all up in my business. All up in it. Mm-hmm. Keeping tabs on me. I'm like, hey, no. We're not getting into this today. But but I would also say I have I feel comfortable enough going in there. I have a yeah. relationship with them. It's like, I'm not talking about this today. And I'll just go in, and I don't necessarily feel like I was rude if I go in and don't engage in the conversation. I will say, no, not today. Oh, really? Or not right now. So maybe that relationship has evolved. Interesting. Bit. I mean, the the thing about faking it, it's like also, I get annoyed that I'm put in a position where now I have to act a certain way. If I don't, it may make you feel bad because I don't want to make anyone feel bad. That's why I don't like getting gifts. I, I don't like oh, getting because gifts. it puts pressure on you to react a certain way for I, the other person. Yeah, I don't like getting gifts that someone gives me and wants me to open in front of them. I much prefer to open it in private because if yeah. it's a gift. You're very it, Japanese in that way. If I don't like it, I can't. Whoa, wow, this is great. If I tried that, it would be very obvious. And yeah. that, that doesn't seem fair. I, I think I owe people more than that reaction. Someone who's going to give me a gift deserves at least an authentic reaction. But mm-hmm. I also don't want to give a reaction that I hate the gift. Like, huh. But you should, the people, well, it depends on the person. Because you should trust people to be able to handle your reactions to things. And people that... No, because they're so excited. I, someone who buys you something, they're excited. Have you they're ever like, gotten gonna... a gift like this not from your parents for Christmas or something or your sister that like you didn't like? Yeah, I'm sure it happens all the time. Most gifts. I tell people, it's like, don't try to buy me that. I'm very particular. Oh. There are very small, strange things that you would never, ever guess would bother me. It could be you know, a shirt that I love outside of a stitch on the pocket. I'm like, why do they stitch right. it that way? Something yeah. nobody else would probably notice. I, I hate it. I hate the person who decided to put that stitch there because it doesn't make sense. It's aesthetically yeah. <laughs> ugly. And they were trying to do something with it that I don't appreciate. Why can't you just stick to the basics? Just do a normal thing. I don't know why you feel this need. You're making a shirt. And a person who thinks that they know me and probably does know me pretty well and picks out a shirt that I would wear otherwise has no clue and that's why i say don't do this thing clothing is tough i gravitate to that i'm like what is yeah. what is this i feel like i got you good stuff you can get gifts yeah i, I yes <laughs> <laughs> you want the truth yeah say it's gonna make you feel bad <gasps> well you got okay. me a, you got me an old new york city subway token I thought mm-hmm. that was great. Okay. I loved that. And if, 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 you know, I put it in that bowl that fell off my shelf and shattered and the subway token went missing, I mean, it was bothering me. And then you got me a poster. There was an old New York City subway map. But the content I like because it's a reprint and it's just a mass-produced print. <laughs> I, was like, I know. If that thing was authentic, I mean, this is... This is absolutely amazing. and the, I mean, I looked through a lot of the pictures of not this one, but like a bunch of those options. And I tried to pick one that looked like decent and but not. See, I hate this. I, I hate because it was something you put thought into. And 
you know, you No, I get it. It's like it's like you you like art and so I get you like a starry night fucking poster from Borders. I'm particular. Get it. And it's not you know, the thought was there and that's the thing, you weren't off. It's like, yeah, this is something that I would like. But it's oh yeah. yeah. I I had these prints in my closet. Uh I don't know what one of them was. It was just some abstract art that I've seen in dentist office and all this shit that I had put in a frame at some point. It was a print that I got to town center mall years and years ago. <laughs> yeah. And it's just been sitting in my closet because I'm sentimental and don't want to throw things away. But I also was embarrassed that I had it. And I was taking it out the other day and putting it near the trash. And I was like really embarrassed that people would see me even carrying the thing out. Uh, it was like a blue background with a black slash on it no a red slash and some black blobs oh like weird 80s art no it's a famous painting i it's there's actually two parts to it but i only bought one part let's see if i can find (laughs) what this is uh red slash black blobs i don't know what this will bring up oh there it is it came up like immediately it's it's blue 1961 by joan miro this piece of art, I'm not, abstract art, hit or miss with me. I liked this one because I viewed it as a murder scene. I viewed the okay. reds. I re, re, what view, is it called again? Blue, 1961. Okay. I liked the red slash because I thought it was the murder and then the black blobs with the footprints leading away. That's the way I interpreted it. There are actual several parts to it, but the the blue 1961. Did you come across it yet? No, I can't find it. What Dang. are you? Uh, blue 1961 painting. Painting. I put art. Uh, maybe it's that's not what it's called. I don't know. That's what came up. Oh, I see it. Oh, yeah. There it is. Yeah. So whatever. It's a print. Some mass-produced print. Yeah. There's nothing necessarily wrong with it. I just didn't want prints anymore. Yeah, I evolved. I My tastes evolved. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like I feel sick. Honest. There's a there's a little feeling of sickness, and this is what I want to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, don't worry. How do you? That, I mean, I I I, I you know, uh uh I okay. So I'm trying to not react in a way that just makes you feel more comfortable, because that's what I do. Is, it's not fake, though. It's not faking it. It's just instinctual. Oh, so avoid. I have to pause for a second and actually connect with how I really do feel about that. Okay, pause for a second, connect. I'll okay, let say, me think. I'll say that I don't fake things, but I'll avoid things all day. So I just... Right. So <laughs> I think that... Um, because I can appreciate I do... it. I appreciate it. That doesn't mean I don't appreciate it. And honestly, at the end of the day... I, it, what's what's more important whether you actually do appreciate it which I believe that you do or that you display it prominently you know what I mean like as long as you really do appreciate it and I understand what I was trying to do and you understand what I was trying to do it was just like a little not it not I think okay. it ties into the token was great the tokens authentic it was an actual just token there. the on. token was real it was in it, service it was a, this was fake. It was a yeah. print. <laughs> so there, yeah. There, does, it, does it have like words underneath it where it's like, you know, 
I, we don't need to break it down and critique All it. Right, all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, someone else that I was dating once got me a wall thing that, I don't know, it was a nebula. I think it was a nebula on there. It was mm-hmm. a printed nebula, but it was like a wall sticker. But I was like, this, this goes in a child's room. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm not going to do Mm-mm. anything with this. It so. was like a vinyl sticker, like one of those big yeah. applique things. Yeah, I mean, at the time I was still in my 20s, but it's like, nah, sorry. But I also can appreciate it. Yeah. Well, don't don't put my poster with the child's room nebula because i i agree with you there i'm like Mm-mm. i like to f- i like to find unique when i give gifts unique not necessarily one of a kind but not mass produced or if yeah. it's something that was mass produced it was mass produced decades ago and it's hard to find yeah i get it and if it was functional uh, at one point all the better functional well, do you want to talk about faking it on the show what show the von hessler doctrine I don't fake it on that show. You fake it on that show because you have to be on that show. Oh, yeah. I day. fake it on that show. I have to survive. <laughs> it's the radio show. I don't. I wouldn't see, but I don't think you're afforded the same ability to fake. I mean, not fake it. If I were on every day, I still think I could just be myself and not fake the things. If 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 what I was doing was still this, this falls into the categories. I'm still going to do a good job. I'm just not going to mm-hmm. pretend to be something that I'm not in that moment. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think that I pretend to be someone I'm not, but I do a lot of holding my tongue. Um, there are things and premises, premises that are, you know, being spun that I have either a problem with or are based on information that people don't have that are, that are talking, you know, and I don't want to pull the show off the rails you know, and and even if I did, it's difficult with Eric to get your point across when he is going for it, you know, and it kind of he kind of like talks you into a corner where even if you feel like you did have a point or have an argument to make, you're you're not given anywhere to go, you know, so so you end up, I don't know, feeling like uh, not confident about what you were trying to say. So I know that. And so I don't do it. But there are times where I'm like, just do, just wait for a voice to come up and do a voice. Well, as a woman, you're probably expected more so to smile and fake it. Well, that's something I stopped doing too. Like, I would think about Tim watching me when like a parody song was happening or something that everyone is laughing about <laughs> that he's making them laugh and I'm not thinking it's funny. And I, pr- before I would like pay attention to that and kind of like smile, and, like, <laughs> you know, but now I'm like, I'm not, no, if I don't think it's funny, I'm not, I'm not going to like fake Good. orgasm laugh. You shouldn't. That's a big point of contention with me on that show. Like, he's not laughing. Sorry, I don't think it's funny. Oh, he's all up in, like, whether your reaction to stuff. I'll laugh. If I think something's funny, I'll laugh. It also doesn't mean it's not funny if I don't laugh. It just means it's not yeah. funny to me. Mm-hmm. 
It's subjective. Other people are probably cracking up. I don't know why I'm some kind of litmus test. It's like, oh, I passed. Greg's laughing. I mean, I think that if uh, if there, if Jared wasn't laughing, maybe Tim would also notice. But I don't think that he puts as much uh, like a um, value in Jared's laugh because because Jared laughs at everything. Jared laughs at times when it's not appropriate to laugh. When something serious is said or something that's supposed to be impactful, then he laughs. <laughs> okay. I don't know why, why you're even laughing right now. He loves to laugh. My lack of laughing makes people uncomfortable, too. I don't know what that is. Well, I mean, like I've said before, because we're like herd animals... We all want to make sure, like, we're all in this together, right? <laughs> we're all laughing because things are funny. Now I'm laughing because you're laughing. You know? <laughs> you just get, like, m- mimicking or something. How about I, ex- I expect more? Do. I expect more yeah. out of you. And if so I laugh. you don't do that, it makes, us un- it, makes us, it makes other people uncomfortable. If I laugh at something that's not deserving of the laugh. While I say humor is subjective, we all know that the things I laugh at... It, my reaction is the correct reaction. <laughs> that is the truth. I think that I laugh at more than you know, my my lip, my um uh I'll laugh easier I think than you will, but I also do think the weirder things are funny. So like I'm the only one laughing at something that Eric just did or said or like looked weird or something. Well, you could if it looked weird, you're one of the few people who can see it. Most people aren't seeing the weird things. That's true. There are times I'll laugh and laugh and laugh at something. Those are nice times. Yeah, like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. What specifically? Just moments from that show that make me laugh. Oh, yeah. When I think back on them. Yeah, there were some good ones. Yeah. I better laughed at that. I'm trying to remember the last thing I laughed at extendedly where it hurt, where I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> Those are th- those always happen in weird times, like church, church laughs. You know, times when you're supposed to be quiet and you're laughing. I'm surely like me not laughing. Also, it's a very complicated issue. Maybe I am withholding. Maybe I want to teach you a lesson. Don't you try to be funny. <laughs> Just quit. Quit now. You're the music. Mm-hmm. You're the music. I'm here. Get out of my way. What kind of powered, what weird power trip is that? It's not a power trip. Uh, it's just, I, I don't like. It is because you feel superior. I don't like competing. I don't want to compete in situations like that. It's like just everyone gets some room to do their own thing. But the moment's got to compete. It's like, okay, because I'm not going to necessarily compete. So I'll just shut down. And then it feels that like I'm wasting my time. And then I get annoyed and I'm not going to be of any value. I really feel though, I mean. I don't think you should be faking your way through life because at some point it is a detriment and you you've stopped being honest with people and yourself. But I feel like it is it is a tool that I think is important and very useful and helpful. Yeah, maybe that's it. There's a rebellion that I find myself enacting. There is a time and place, I guess, for faking it. And I'm determined to find my way through without doing that. Again, because I'm not good at it. The fake it till you make it that 
brought up at the beginning and you say, oh, no, I think that's whether or not there's a place for it. And there probably is. If I tried it, it would have to be so apparent that I was faking it. Then it just feels embarrassing. And some, I would think of someone else watching me like, that guy has no clue. What a loser. And then I just feel embarrassed. Yeah. It's hard because you go, you go, you take one step in a direction that makes you a little uncomfortable. And then you see 10 steps ahead that might happen that you don't know will happen. But it's kind of like, maybe that's anxiety. Is that catastrophizing? Nah, it's just the joys of a neurotic brain. Well, what's neurosis? But maybe some anxiety. Possibly. Too many brain cells, too many neurons connected. Oh, too smart. Too smart. It's true. Oh, it's so hard being it's, so it's smart. It's true because I am a very sensitive person and I've been able to offset it. The, the, the feelings, emotion can rule my life. And that's why I'm not good at faking things because it's just very apparent. But I'm smart enough. You don't enough. know if it's very apparent because I'm, you feel like it's apparent because you're so uncomfortable. So you, I'm not so uncomfortable necessarily. I'm not uncomfortable necessarily. It's just it's, it's such a strong feeling. It's like there's no way that this isn't seen by other people. It doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be uncomfortable. It's just I, I hear what you're saying that to me it feels a certain way and maybe it's not being projected that way. But, you know, I was, I've at least been smart enough to build systems that can offset some of this, you know, it's never actually worked so well. I was like, I'm smart enough to not feel a thing. Yeah, whoops. Whatever. I think that sometimes faking it can really be like a protection, you know, because then I don't have to give my raw, open, honest intimacy to you. I can just have a superficial thing. I can give, I can, I can, I can, I can present you with something about myself that makes you comfortable, makes me comfortable. Now you don't know me really, and that's fine. We can just keep it like that. But when you're walking around never faking it, then you're always open to everything, for everything to affect you. With certain people, I see the value in that. If there's someone that you're close to and you're offering that to them, faking it and not giving yeah, see, them. Yeah, that's not right. Yeah. Like I, you have to pick and choose too. Like when I say faking it, it doesn't mean that I, again, dump all my shit on other people. It's just like, no, I'm not, right, right. we're not going to talk. You're not getting anything because I, right. I have zero ability. Because you don't feel like it. Yeah, I have zero ability. I, I tell people at work, as a manager, like young people want to come in, they're scared to ask questions, and I feel as though they think they have to fake it because, God forbid, they don't know how to do something. They'll, you know, mm -hmm. be fired. And I say, just ask fucking questions. I'd prefer you to ask a question than mess something up and create more work for me later. Also, it's completely valid for you to not know everything. Right. And you asking questions, fine. You're but people in your position get like a power trip, and then it's like, oh, why don't you know this? I know it because I'm above you. And you don't. And that's why you're there. Yeah, but what's the point of an entry-level job? People come in, they know enough. They're like, all right, this person can learn. They're not going to know yeah. everything. They, they have the basic abilities to grasp the concepts that come along with this. So, okay, ask me questions. Again, you trying something because obviously you want people to make decisions. They don't want to, you don't want them asking you things constantly. 
Right. There's always another side to these things. <laughs> right. It's like, all right, take some initiative, figure it out. You can do that. Don't be so scared that you Should always I say as. Yeah, you always or have to even. make sure that you're doing it completely right. Just weigh the options. If it's something that you screw up and it would be a bigger deal, ask questions. If you screw it up, it's not that big of a deal and you made a choice, I can also appreciate that. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, okay, fine. I'm glad that you did that. Because there are people who certainly reach out constantly with little. It's like, right. On, you're, you, can, you can figure that out. <laughs> so how do you fake that interaction? Because when you're mad. Well, remote work is really made it a bit easier, I guess. Yeah. You can just write sentences. If you don't use exclamation points, it already seems like you're angry. I don't like using the exclamation points too much already. So I don't know if people just assume that I'm always angry or grumpy. I'm not. Well, you can get away with it because you're a man. Men don't have to use exclamation points. Less and less. I agree with that, but less so. I do think that men are starting to use them too, and it's just becoming commonplace. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just, I refuse to do it. Every here, every now and then I will. I refuse to write LOL. I still refuse. Yeah, I won't do that either. Nope. Ha ha. I'm a ha ha. I'm with you on I that. Do, I do not do LOL. I, I feel like I, I planted my flag in the no LOL soil when LOL like was invented, like in AIM or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I've never, I, I can't say I've never written an LOL, LOL but. Sim- it's only been as a joke, like, la, 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 la. Similar to you. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't feel like something I would do. I don't use any, I don't use OMG. I don't like any of those. Yeah. I'll use OIC because I think it's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> if someone. I had never thought of it that way until you sent it. If someone says something to you and you're saying, oh, I see. I just like putting the letters OIC because. It's yeah. just dumb. <laughs> it's a good one. Why me... isn't that more like, why isn't that around? Why that isn't that more of a thing? That one makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. It's not because I'm too lazy to, t- to type it out. Oh, I see. So anyway, that's, anyway. Uh, that's, uh, that's what I've got. Orgasms. Oh yeah. So let's tell your orgasm story. It, it's not much to it. I just. I was spit on her back afterward. And I was no. If you're if you're wearing a condom, no, it doesn't. Fine. Oh right. I don't want to talk about it now. Okay, you can't I, fake it. I just wasn't into it, and there was an opportunity where it seemed like, all right, I can just, I'll just do this. I'll fake this right now, and I did that, and it was the end. And nobody knew. Yeah. I overdid it. I oversold it. You think so? No, <laughs> did not oversell it with chimpanzee grunts. Yeah. Porno and monkey grunts. Screams. <laughs> That's how they knew. Remember we used to do that in the basement days with Eric. We used to like talk about like dude orgasm sounds and yeah. how stupid they were. Yes. Yeah. It's insane. It's absolutely, <clears throat> it's absolutely insane. It'd yeah. been funny if I did overdo it, and that's how the person knew, how she knew that I was faking it. It's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? You were like a bonobo. Just rub your big, huge genitals together like a bonobo monkey. I just wanted to bring up bonobos. Do they have big genitals? Gorillas don't. Gorillas are like one and a half <clears throat> inches. 
Yeah, yeah. It's not gorillas. It's uh, yeah. The bonobos have like these. I don't know what is. Ha- I cannot make heads or tails over what's happening. They just have like a huge patch of genitals, and they rub them together. They'll like they'll like stand back to back and bend over and like rub their genitals together. I'm disgusted. Weird. I'm disgusted by this, and I can't fake otherwise. So, <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, please like and subscribe. Rate and review, uh, and uh, please uh, support our sponsor. <sighs> Fuck, I am fucking this up. The beginning and the end. Support our sponsor, HoffandPepper.com. You can get fifteen percent off using the code One Topic Fifteen. Um, I just got some of their barbecue sauce, and I haven't had it in so long, and it was so good. I forgot how awesome it was. So, go get you some barbecue sauce too, and um, yeah, uh, talk to you later. See you next week. Bye. Hey, Greg. Hey, Autumn. Do you like hot sauce? You know, I do like hot sauce, but I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Peter Tabasco. I'm looking for a local sauce without Mm. any additives or extracts. A company that uses local peppers so it's as fresh as possible. And a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, what? Let's say no more than five ingredients. I mean, it's crazy, but there's got to be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients, zero fillers, additives or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hoff Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee that's won best Louisiana style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no, tell me please now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code 1TOPIC15. Hold on, that's... Yes, get a pen and paper. 1TOPIC15. Good. That's O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-1-5. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. Welcome.